you're here to build up, God, where they have been torn down. God, you're here to root up, God, everything that's not of you. So, God, we give you permission, God, to root up and tear down, to build and to plant. God, with us on today in Jesus' name. And, God, everything the enemy has meant for our harm, every demonic attack that has been sent out verbally, physically, financially, emotionally, spiritually, and mentally, God, I speak that it has been broken right now in Jesus' name. God, I thank you and I praise you for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. Be our teacher, be our helper, lead us and guide us into all truth. And Father, I thank you that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of me. And God, we receive everything that you have for us on today. In Jesus' name, amen. God is still good, amen. He's still good. He's still worthy of glory, honor, and praise. Turn with me to the book of Acts, the third chapter, and let's see what God want to do in this place. Matter of fact, he's already done it. We just need to step into it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 3. There was a lot going on in the book of Acts, right? We're going to start at verse 1, and I'm going to end at verse 6. Acts chapter 3, beginning at verse 1. Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, leaned from his mother's womb, was carried whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. And Peter fastened his eyes upon, upon him with John and said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I want to talk about releasing what you have. Releasing what you have. I believe that God is doing something in the body of Christ. And God wants us to release everything that we have that he has given us. God is tired of being shut up in a box. Some of us just stop at just being born again. But I'm here to tell you it's more to just being born again. It's more to just missing hell. We're supposed to be doing what Jesus done. And when God took me back to Acts and dealing with releasing what you had, it started with Peter and John. And we know Peter and John, they were disciples of Jesus. They were learners of Christ and Peter stands out more to me than John. And the reason why, because Peter was always the one to say, I'll die for you, Jesus. Or Peter was always the one to say, this is not going to happen to you, Jesus. Peter was always the one to speak up above all those apostles. So we know what happened with Peter when Jesus was crucified, getting ready to be crucified. Peter was hiding. Peter didn't want nobody to know that he was with Jesus. Isn't it something how we can boast and we can brag and we can stand up in church and say, I'm saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. And then when trouble come, we ducking and dodging. We don't want nobody to know that we save. And most of all, we don't want our friends to know that we save, that we have accepted Jesus. Because they'll look at us differently. They won't come to our house no more. They won't do the things that they used to do with us anymore. 
But Peter was one that he always spoke up and, and Jesus had to calm Peter down. And he had to just tell Peter the truth. You're going to deny me three times, Peter. He said, the crock is going to crow three times and you're going to deny me thrice. But Peter, he didn't believe what he was saying, but it actually happened. And the Bible actually said that Peter cursed. He didn't do a curse word. Peter was swearing that he did not know Jesus. So that's how some of us do when it comes to people, when it comes to family, when it comes to things that go on in our lives, we begin to deny him. But it comes a time in your life when you have something from God, and I'm going to get to that point, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. Peter, based, he knew him, and he knew that he had given him something. And he saw this lean man laying at the gate, and he was going into prayer. I'm here to tell you prayer changes things. Because the more you stay in prayer, prayer is communing with God. It's communicating with God. How in the world can you say you know God and you don't commune with him? The only way you're going to know him and have a relationship with him. Now, I'm not talking about communing with him when you get in trouble. I'm talking about communing with him every day, just like he's there all the time. Because he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So I don't want to commune on Monday and then show back up on Sunday. See, I want to have such a relationship with him that when he speaks, I say, yes, Lord, your servant do hear you. Or when he tells me something, I know that's him speaking because I know him. I've been communing with him. So Peter and them didn't give up that time to commune. They always went into the temple to pray. And as you notice, it was two of them. They sent them out in twos. And when you come out in twos, that means that you're working together. You're knowing the same thing. You're doing the same thing. Your mind is on the same thing. But then they begin to notice a lean man. And that lean man was laying there at the gate of the temple. Y'all, it's so sad. People would lift him up and lay him there. They thought they were helping him. I'm just going to lift you up and lay you here and maybe somebody will come and give you something. Is that not what happens today? People will take and drop people off somewhere to get somebody else to give them something which you already have because you say, uh-oh. See, we always try to go around things. Well, maybe I'll take them to Apostle Amanda. You know the same God I know. See, this is the problem. We want title. But see, can you live up to the title that you want? We say that we want to be about our father's business, but are you doing what the father does? See, because Jesus always did what the father does. Why? Because he knew his father. He was always with his father. So he was imitating the father. He was letting heaven come to earth. He said, because that's where I'm from. And now that I'm down here on earth, I want the kingdom to come to earth where I am. Because Jesus had to let him out. He couldn't contain what he had. Why? Because he was so full of him. When you're so full of Jesus, you are going to release him. You can't do nothing but release him. Nobody's able to shut you up because, see, there's something on the inside. It ain't something. It is the power of God that's on the inside of you that's bubbling up, that's ready to come through you. And some of us suppress it based on who we're around. But the more you're with him, the more you begin to experience him. You can't even go into a restaurant and sit there and eat sometime because he'll have you to look at somebody. He'll have you to take another look and you can hear the spirit talking and say, I want to say something to them. You don't even wait for him to tell you what they, he want to say. But you go to him and say, God got a word for you. 
Can I give you a word on today? You're going to make it. You're going to succeed. You're going to have success. You're going to have everything that you need. See your apartment. See your car. It's already done. See, God always have a word. And sometime in your mind, you're saying, how am I going to do this? According to his word, be it unto you. See, you got to understand when God give you a word, it's outside of man's word. It's God's word. I'm just using his word, allowing it to come through me. See, I'm releasing something. Look at your neighbor. Say, what have you released lately? Ask him again. See, we always release him based on what we can do. But my Bible tells me I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. It don't have anything to do with me. It's through him. And I allow him to work through me. So Peter and John, they saw this lame man. People were dropping him off at the gate of the temple. I guess they say, you know, people come in and out here every day, just like this church. People know where to get dropped off at. We're going to drop you off here. Apostle Amanda and Brother James, they'll hook you up. I heard they gave away calls and I heard they paid off credit cards and I heard they're giving away stuff. Only thing you got to do is show up and show out. So they come in there and they're looking for the car and they're looking for the credit card to be paid off. But God give them a word that's beyond material stuff. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. God know what they need and God say, I only want you to release what I want to give them, not what you want to do. Sometimes you got to hold off on the car. You got to hold off on all this stuff because they're not ready for what God has. So they laid them at the temple. Come on, have you ever been laid somewhere? You went to somebody and they just lay you somewhere, Gloria. They just let you sit there for a while and say, let them go through. But how many know yet you go through? God is still there sustaining you. Sometimes people think I'm going to let you go through this. But God said, I'm not going to leave you by yourself. Isn't it so good? Even though you mess up, God said, I still ain't going to leave you. He said, because I said, I will never leave you. Nor nor shall I forsake you. So guess what, y'all? When people mess up, we look at their mess ups. But we don't look at, apostle, what Jesus already done. See, and we cannot release it until we see it ourselves. See, sometimes we want to get out here and we want to preach and we want to prophesy and we want to do stuff for the Lord. But let's just get real. It ain't for him, it's for us. We want people to see us. But what you got to understand, in order for him to be released through you, you got to get rid of you. You got to say, this is not um, my work. It is your work. You allowed me to do this work. So if I'm trying to make it about me, then I don't want to do it because I'm not ready yet. See, you got to allow the Holy Spirit to work. Oh, I was, um, when I was meditating on this teaching, matter of fact, when Evangelist Newton had her meeting on Friday night. And I'm going to say God did a good job through Evangelist Newton. As she was teaching, the Lord dropped in my spirit, not for Evangelist Newton, but he dropped the word that was adding to this word. He said, it's time to come down. And I'm saying, huh, God, it's time to come down. See, so many people are so high up with where they have put themselves. They don't know when God is showing up because it's so much about them that they done got so used to 
performing. They done got so used to giving somebody a word that has got so real to them. It got so natural to them that they don't even know when God shows up. So God said it's time for them to come down off their high horse. It's time for them to let go of pride. It's time for them to humble themselves so I can be released. See, it's things in our lives that'll stop us from releasing what God has in us. But see, Peter and John, they were so trained, y'all. This is where it starts at, and this is what people don't want. Nobody don't want to sit in a classroom. No, ma'am. Not all day for somebody to teach you. Now, we'll sit in a classroom when we know we're going to make some money. You know what I mean? I'm going to graduate. I'm going to make this amount of money a year. Hmm. I'm going to make about 100000 Yeah, I sit here for two years to get that. Yes, because I'm going to be making money. And that's all you're talking about. So talking about that money is helping you to go to class every day because you know you're going to get something. But when it comes to the word of God, people don't want to sit still to be taught. They just want to go out there and do something. But I'm here to tell you, don't get ahead of him. Because those disciples before they could even get a title, they had to be followers of Jesus Christ. They had to be learners of Jesus Christ. They had to watch him. They had to observe him. They had to take that word that he was saying, and they had to take it on the inside. So when things come up in their lives, that word will come up and let them know how to handle situations. So they had to spend three years with Jesus, just being taught. People drop out after the first, second week. That ain't for me. You're a Christian, right? You, you're supposed to be a Christian. You're supposed to be a saint. You're supposed to be born again. Do you think he's going to send you out any kind of way? I don't need nobody to teach me. See, that's pride. I can teach myself. But you, but you always want to be a part of something. You always want to do something. And you wonder why you're getting left out of stuff. Because if you are not being taught like everybody else is being taught, what makes you think he's going to put you in the forefront? Something is wrong in the body of Christ. But Peter and John, they spent that time with Jesus. The first thing they had to do, they had to leave everything they had. They had to give up their jobs. They had to give up their family. They had to deny their desires. They had to deny what they wanted. And they had to take up the cross. And they had to follow him. So my question to you is, in order for you to release what God has, what he's given you, are you willing to die to self? Are you willing to say, flesh, I crucify you. You got to crucify your flesh on a daily basis. This is not just a one-day thing. Your flesh rise up every day because different things happen where that flesh want to rise up. Come on, when that flesh is hurting, it's rising up. When that flesh wants something, it's rising up. Flesh is always rising up. And this is why Jesus had to teach them. So Peter and John was taught. So when they seen this lean man laying there, they didn't walk by this man. They were telling this man to look on us. Come on, does that sound like pride to you? Look on us. The reason why is because they had something that this man needed. So they were saying, I want you to give all your attention to us. Everything else that's around you, I don't want you to focus on that. Because we got what you need. And this is what Peter said. Peter said, silver and gold. Have I none? He made it clear, man, I ain't got no silver and gold. Don't even think 
that you getting that from me while you looking on us. Because come on, y'all, we get excited when somebody tell you, look on me. And you like, oh, they got a fat bank account. Sure, I, you pay all that attention. You following them everywhere. You carrying their groceries. You doing everything you can do because you know they got something that you need. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You follow those who you know have what you need. Come on, if daddy tell me he's going to give me some money, don't you know I'm going to follow that man? My attention going to be so much on that man because I need that money. I'm going to be calling, hey, dad, what you doing? You ain't forgot about me, have you? No, I ain't forgot about you. I give it to you when I get ready. Well, when, when are you going to give it to me? Because I'm ready for it right now. Didn't I tell you I needed that? Didn't I tell you I'm going to give it to you? And then I'm calling them every minute because I know he got something that I need. So he said, look on us. But Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But I like this part. Such as I, oh, such as I have, I give thee. Peter was willing to share what he had. And see, Peter had to remember what he had in order to share with the man on what he had. See, some of us in this room, we always hollering, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I praise you. But it had to get to a point in your life that those hallelujahs and those high praises is reaching even people around you because the more you with him and the more you shout, hallelujah, there's a trembling and a shaking that's supposed to take place. Your hallelujahs just don't supposed to be hallelujahs no more. They supposed to be some high hallelujahs because you know when you begin to say hallelujah, some changes taking place in the atmosphere because you know what praise does. So this is Peter and John. Such as I have, I give thee. What was it that Peter had? Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Guess what he had, y'all? He had that name. He had a name that was above every name. See, Peter remembered that when I walked with Jesus and when Jesus came in on the scene, he said the devils even trembled when they saw Jesus. Y'all, we don't even respect that name. People are even naming their children Jesus. What they got to take? They ain't respecting his name. His name, Christ, the anointed one, the Messiah. When you say Jesus, it means that he is salvation. Jehovah is salvation. And that name is everything that you need. So Peter knew at the mentioning of that name, healing's going to come through that name. So Peter knew God has given me, Jesus has given me his name. How did Peter knew this? Because Peter walked with Jesus for three years. He knew what that name would do. He knew that devils trembled when Jesus came in on the scene. He knew people were healed. He knew that they had provision dealing with that name. Matter of fact, he was the one that Jesus said, the first fish that comes up, Peter. He said, take the money. Come on, Peter knew these things. Peter was the one, seemed like, that Jesus was calling on all the time. So now it was time for Peter to use a name that was given to him. So when Jesus left those disciples... This is what he, um, he told them. Go with me to Matthew 28. Look at your neighbor. Say you're getting taught. Don't go to sleep. Don't even try it. 
Sometimes the only thing that wake people up when people start hollering. People begin to get scared. They're trying to figure out which way they can run. So they'll stay awoke then. They're making sure nothing don't jump on them. So everybody woke then. Listen to what Jesus said in verse 18, Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them saying, listen at this. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So what was Jesus telling him? He said, all power is coming from heaven. It's coming down here to earth. So I have all power over heaven and earth. And Jesus said, I'm giving you that right. I'm giving. Y'all better think about that. Come on, all power in heaven and all power on earth. He said, it belongs to me. I have right. I have authority in heaven and I have authority here on earth. He said, so I'm not going to send you out without that same right, without that same authority. The way that they listen to me, they're going to listen to you because you have my name. Come on, y'all, a name means something. When you go somewhere, once you get married and you carry another name, they recognize that name. They call you by that name. You can go to the bank on that name. Well, if your husband puts you on the account, you can. But if they don't put you on their account, don't even worry about getting in it. Y'all know that's sad. Can y'all imagine me going to the bank? Hey, Miss Bryant, how you doing? I'm doing good. I want to get me a couple of hundreds out of there. Well, I'm sorry, Miss Bryant. Your name ain't on that list. That's when I got to use that name. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> oh, set him straight, Lord. In the name of Jesus. And he at home bowing down, waiting on me to give me the code. Y'all think that's funny, but it's the truth. Come on, we got to use that name. We got to put him right with that name. To let them know they ain't how he set up stuff. So Jesus gave them the right to use that name. And you think darling Peter wasn't going to use that name? Peter saw this man lean. He saw this man crippled. And he said, such as I have, he said, I'm going to give it to you. Why? Because he knew when he was taught in Matthew 10, Jesus said, freely I give. Freely. What is it? Freely I have given and freely you receive. So what was he saying? You don't go out and sell nothing. He said, all of this that I have given you is free. You received it freely. He said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you receive, freely you give. So Peter knew these principles. But what's going on with the church today? We don't honor that name. We don't recognize that there's power in that name. This is why in Philippians 2, it says that Jesus have, God have highly exalted Jesus above every name. So that means that Jesus is above every name, above every throne, principality. He's high above all of those things. So imagine if we have his name and we're using his name, the Bible says everything in heaven, on earth, and under the earth supposed to bow at the name of Jesus. Guess what, y'all, we do? When we say Jesus, we look around and say, nothing happened. But when we believe on that name, that's the key. You got to believe on that name. In order for that name to be effective, you have to believe on that name. And the only thing you have to say, in the name of Jesus, I command you. And when you do that, you don't have to do nothing else. See, what we try to do is knock them out to say, look what I've done. And then this is so interesting. Y'all know at the name of Jesus, every knee supposed to bow, right? You remember when Judas... He um, turned on Jesus and they came to get Jesus and they were, Jesus said, 
Um, who are you looking for? I'm paraphrasing it. He said, who are you looking for? They told him, Jesus and Nazareth. He said, I am he. <laughs> he brave, ain't he? He said, I am he. And then they said, they look, let me go there. I got to read that thing. Y'all, I was laughing so hard. I was saying, check Jesus out. I am he. This is what he said. In 18, I'm coming. It's John 18, and we're going to look at verse 4. It says, Jesus, therefore, knowing all things that should come upon him, went forth and said unto them, Whom seek ye? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said unto them, I'm he. And Judas also, which betrayed him, stood with them. And look at this. As soon, then as he had said unto them, I am he, they went backwards and fell to the ground. Come on, there's some power in that name. Jesus said, I am he. And as soon as he spoke that, They fell backwards. Come on, that name have the same power that it had back then. But some people are misusing that name. How do I know? There were seven sons of Sceva. They saw Peter, no, Paul. They saw him using that name. And they thought we can use that name to cast out these demons. So they went to the demon and they began to say, I adjure you. (laughs) That means I charge you. In the name of Jesus to come out. They say, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. But who are you? It said that those men left naked and bruised. Those demons jumped on them. So what am I saying to you? If you don't know about that name, don't mess with the name. Because that name carries weight. Jesus' name carries weight, and some of us misuse that name for people to see what we can do, and then you leave out of there beat up, and then you wonder what happened. You already know what happened. You was trying to exalt yourself. It wasn't about Jesus. It was about you. So we have to understand that when we release that name, we have to know what we're releasing. When we say that name, we have to know that every knee supposed to bow in heaven on earth And under the earth. So we just don't say the name just to say it. Y'all know how we go. Oh God. Lord have mercy. Jesus, 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 Jesus. We just misuse it all the time. But when you spend time. With that name. And you began to. Go in the word of God. And see what happened. When that name showed up. People, the demons begin to bow down. The demons begin to tell him, send us into the herd of swine. This was legion. And they knew that Jesus had that right and he had that authority. So what am I telling you today? Do you know that he's given you that right? He's given you that authority to speak to the mountains and tell the mountains to move because he's given you that right. He's given you that ability. But some of us miss it because we're still trying to do it ourselves. Then God began to show me this. When we go back to releasing what we have. Now, we know Jesus, his name is what we can use. We can release that name and things will begin to happen. But we got to have faith in that name. That's what Peter said. He said, by faith in this name, this is what caused this man to walk. He said, so it was his name that done this. It was nothing that we done. What was he doing? He was humbling himself. He was saying, I'm just a vessel that he's using to release that name and to release this healing that comes through that name come on so when you say jesus jesus name is above every name 
There's power in the name of Jesus. So when you begin to pray for somebody and you say, in the name of Jesus, I command you to rise up and walk. There was a situation, I believe it was with Smith Wigglesworth. There was a man that was paralyzed for many, many years, and he did the work um, of the Lord, but he couldn't get healed. And he was quoting scriptures. He didn't know what was happening, but this man became bitter. Because he thought about the work that he'd done for the Lord. So this is what happened to this man. They called Smith Wigglesworth over there. And they went to the man's bed. And they began to just say, Jesus. And they said it again, Jesus. And they began to say it again, Jesus. And all of a sudden, they could see a change coming to that man. So they began to boldly again say, Jesus. And this man rose up. And he began to say, Lord, I repent. Forgive me for being bitter towards you. Forgive me for thinking that it was your fault that I'm the way that I am. And then they said, Jesus. And this man got up and put on his clothes. And guess what happened? People far and near come around. And they was watching this man. And people got healed, delivered, saved, and set free. Come on, Jesus. There's no other name that can bring you salvation but Jesus. So if anybody is serving any other God that think those gods can bring them salvation, something is wrong. No other name can bring salvation except the name of Jesus. So we have the name of Jesus, right? And we can release that name. But I got something for you that God is showing me on releasing what you have. How many know that you cannot release what you have without the power? I'm going somewhere with this. People stop. At being born again. The moment you get born again, you become a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. The Holy Spirit comes in and indwells you. The Holy Spirit indwells you and seals you, identifying you as being Christ's own. That means that I have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. People are out there with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, just a born-again experience and trying to do something, and it won't work. How do I know this? Because even those disciples, when you go to John, the fourth chapter, the woman at the well, when she met Jesus and Jesus said, give me something to drink, she said, you don't even have nothing to draw with, right? So Jesus was letting her know that you don't even know whom you're talking with, but Getting to the part about the well, Jesus said, I will give you water where you never thirst again. He said, the water that I give you, it'll be like a well springing up into you as everlasting life. That's your first experience. That's the born again experience. You have eternal life. You have a life that never ends, that does not cease to exist. The Holy Spirit has come in there, and he's done a transformation with your spirit. Then the next thing that happens is that we miss out on that the disciples could not miss. Jesus spent three years teaching these disciples. Matter of fact, you go to Matthew, the Sermon on the Mount from Matthew 5, the the 7 is telling you a way of living. It's telling you how you should live. But Jesus didn't stop there. Because when you get in the book of John from 14 to 16, he's telling you about the Holy Ghost. He's telling you about the Holy Spirit. So they had to be taught. After they got taught, this is what Jesus told them. Wait until you go out and minister. This is what we miss. 
We got people behind the pulpit with no power. People are up under people just with the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and trying to tell people, I feel my help coming on. And have not been endued with the power and people up under them thinking that the help have come on. Yes, they do have the Holy Spirit and he is your helper. But God told them, he said, go into the upper room. Jesus told them and wait until the day of Pentecost and then you will be endued. You will be clothed with power. But don't you minister before then. He said, wait. This is why the Bible tells us to wait on our ministry. See, because if you have not gotten the power from on high, you cannot go out and be an effectual witness for Jesus. You can't even go out and use that name and expect power to come through the name. Because the power of the Holy Ghost, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit work together. So you got people out here trying to release something that don't have the power. That comes upon them. So they had to wait. Y'all know what happened. They were in the upper room. They got those tongues. Which come on them like fire. But what happened then? Peter got some boldness. And Peter began to speak the word with boldness. And as he spoke the word with boldness, the power of God was released and their hearts was pricked, Brother Tyson, and they wanted to know what could they do? What must we do? See, when you are teaching and you are preaching the word of God upon the power, you don't have to beg nobody to do nothing. They're going to bow the knee. See, there you go. They're going to bow the knee. He was talking about Jesus so much that those people were so pricked in their heart that they began to bow the knee. They begin to humble themselves. Why? Because at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that what? He, oh, he is Lord. Do anybody know that he is Lord? Do anybody really know that he is Lord? Because when we know that he is Lord, we wouldn't be out here doing some of the stuff that we're doing. Matter of fact, I was looking at this show. Y'all. This woman, about 70 years old, thought about going back and singing again. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Sweetie pie. And my girl going to get up there and form a circle and pray in the name of Jesus. Lord, help me. I say, y'all some ignorant folk. Lord, praying that Jesus would help her to sing at her very best. We got that in the world today. We got secular artists recognizing Jesus to give them more what they need. Are they ignorant of what? See, nobody don't understand the name of Jesus. And then you got some preachers supporting these secular artists, bringing them in their church and getting people stirred up. The only thing you're doing is bringing the demons out. And that's when the pastor say it took all this for you to know you need to be delivered. People hollering in church, screaming at a secular artist. And come in church on Sunday and won't he raise a finger for the name of Jesus. And then people are saying, I'm saved. It's all right that I still do what I do. Who told you that? Who told you that? Because when change come, change come. And you don't want to do the same thing because in that name, there's miracles, there's healing, there's deliverance. So when that name is mentioned, demons cannot even stand before that name. 
So look, y'all, in order for something to be released to us, we have to have the power of the Holy Ghost. Because he said, in order for you to be an effectual witness for me, to go through all of these places, he said, you need some power. Now, some people say, I don't need those tongues. Tongues passed away with the apostles. So I don't need all that to do what I do for Jesus. Go ahead out there and keep doing what you do. Because God ain't releasing nothing because it is not going to come upon you. So look at the disciples, y'all. Everywhere they went, they released healing. They released deliverance. Guess what? With the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you get nine gifts of the Spirit. And the Spirit releases those as he wills. It's not up to us. Whatever situation we're in, you will find a gift being stirred up in you for that situation. That's the power of God being released through you. What do some people try to do? They try to stir up some. To let people know I'm this and I'm that. No, that's a familiar spirit. Because see, when God do something, it ain't about us. It's all about him. And if we keep our mind on him, we won't be doing everything that we were doing. See, the enemy wants you to lose focus on him so you can go after the things of the world and say it was God who sent you. God don't send you to do what the world do. God sent you to expel the darkness and you are the light. So when you come, you expose in darkness. And guess what? They're going to know who sent you because you're not going to sugarcoat. You're not going to tell people something that's outside of his word. So when we release what we have, look at the disciples, y'all. Everywhere they went, they were releasing. I'll give you another example. Y'all remember old Peter? Peter was the one that ran his mouth all the time. Look what was happening to Peter. They was getting ready to kill old Peter. They put Peter in lockdown. Do you know what Peter had nerve to do? Peter went to sleep. Peter was in lockdown knowing that he was going to get his head chopped off. He didn't worry about it because he knew he had a name. That was above every name. But the Bible tells me that the people did not cease from praying for Peter. Y'all, what's happening to prayer in the church? When something is going on with somebody, I shouldn't have to call you and say, are you praying? Are you doing this? Because they were praying without ceasing. What that means? I believe they were using their heavenly language. That's the only way you can pray without ceasing. Because when you're praying in tongues, you don't even know what you're praying. But the Holy Spirit is praying even on that person's behalf. And they were praying and Peter was resting. Because Peter said, if they kill me, I'm going to still be with the Lord. If they let me go, I'm going to still serve him. I'm going to still use that name. Y'all know they had the audacity to tell Peter and John. We're going to let you go. But it's one thing that we want you not to do. Don't use that name no more. They said, I'd rather obey God than obey man. Because they knew it was power in that name. And the people knew it was power in that name. They said, these are unlearned men. So we know they had to be with Jesus. See, some people looking for these seminaries. But God can take a person who only completed third grade. And God can give them everything that they need to do the work that he has called them to do. So Peter was asleep, but then guess what? An angel come in. Come on, don't pray work. The angel been to come, come in to Peter, and Peter thought he was dreaming. And told him, you know, what to do. And Peter got to the door. He was still thinking he was dreaming. But then he went to the house where they were praying. This is funny. That's how I know they had to be praying in tongues. <laughs> Knock, knock. The girl come to the door. Was it Rhoda? She come to the door. She start hollering. Ah! 
And she started running. She said, Apostle, Apostle, Peter at the door. Apostle said, girl, you mad. So she said, no, Peter's at the door. Ain't nobody at no door. Peter getting ready to get killed. That's how I know they were praying in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Had to be praying in the Holy Ghost. No, Peter getting ready to get killed. Girl, you crazy. And they saw Peter at the door. God had released Peter. Because guess what? Peter's work was still not done. So what am I telling you in this room? Don't get such in a hurry to go out and do stuff and go out and tell people stuff. Come on, it starts at your house first. If you haven't experienced Jesus at your house, if you hadn't used the name of Jesus at your house and it haven't seen results, what make you think you're going to get it somewhere else? You got to start in your house by decreeing and declaring the name of Jesus. You got to start, first of all, by getting in the word of God for yourself. And some people take the word of God out of content. They take it for what they want the word to say. But guess what God did? He said he give us the spirit of wisdom. He give us revelation knowledge. He said, I want the eyes of your understanding to be enlightened so you will know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us. So see, the only way we're going to know these things is through the spirit. And the more we get into this mirror, which is the word of God, the more the word get into us, we begin to release that word and the Holy Spirit put power behind that word. We're too quick to get revelation and go out and tell it. Oh, we get so excited because the light come on and we begin to talk about what God said. But the thing is, you got to be the one living it first. See, we're going out and tell somebody else, but we need to say, God, where am I with this word? God, am I in the right place at the right time with this word? Give you another example. When Jesus was training those disciples, I'm going somewhere where you familiar. Five, two fish, five loaves of bread, right? Guess what Jesus did? And he did it so swift and he did it so sweet. He asked him first, what do you have? They didn't know what they had. In the natural, two fish, five loaves of bread. But guess what anybody would say? Jennifer, how is this going to feed all these people? He said, what you have, give it unto them. So Jesus said, bring it to me. This is so interesting how Jesus did this. And when he showed me this, Darlene, come up here again. You did it for me before. Jesus lifted it up, and he just gave thanks. Guess why? He didn't have to pray over that stuff. Jesus already knew the Father. We waste time. You know why we waste time praying all the time? Because we're trying to get built up ourselves. We're trying to believe it ourselves. Jesus ain't wasting no time. Lift it up. Father, I thank you for what you have given us. I thank you, Father, that it's more than enough. Guess what Jesus doing? He receiving from heaven. But after he received from heaven, that that he had, woo, he gave it to them. Wait a minute, y'all don't get it. He received from heaven. He said, that that I'm receiving, he could have distributed it himself, evangelist. Why didn't he go? Minister Tracy to everybody and say, here, 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 here. No, he said, I'm not going to do that, Daddy. Guess what he did? He said, I want you to partake from me. Oh, y'all don't get it. Because that name has some pull. It has some weight. He said, so what I'm going to do, I'm not going to just take it from 
the Father and give it out myself. He said, because I'm not going to be here with you, so I'm going to give you authority and right. I got to move it over here to you, and then I want you, oh, y'all don't get it. I want you to, to distribute it to the people. We miss it. We miss it. Because guess what we still doing? Oh, God. Help me, God. God, if you hear me. God, I know you hear me. Send it on down, Lord. Send it on down. Send it on down, Lord. Lord, let the Holy Ghost. You wasting time begging for the Holy Ghost and you already have him. You wasting time when you should be releasing what you have. We got so many people in church all on their knees and the knees hurt. Can he get off that knee? Done prayed for hours. Y'all know, y'all know they get these old deacons. Cause they say they can send up a prayer and people get happy when they start praying and then they start hitting the table. Mm, yeah, ain't it good? He was good last night, and he's good this morning. Do you hear me now? I know he's good. Lord knows he's good. It was making me happy. Ooh, Jesus. And let me tell you, he showed me something last night. Apostle, he showed me Mary again. And I saw Mary with the little lamb. And you know, his feet was wide. Do you hear me? As snow. They were so wide. And you know what Mary did? Mary had to give the lamb up. And everybody in the church, hallelujah! Tell me what hit you. They're releasing the flesh all in the room, and flesh is getting stirred up, and people leaving out. So look at what Jesus was doing. Jesus went to the Father, but then he gave them what he received. From the Father. So they had to be the ones to give it to the people. What are we doing today? We're waiting on somebody to give us something that we already have. Guess what the Bible says, y'all? I want y'all to catch this. This is why you need the baptism of the Holy Ghost. People in this room, some of you don't even have it. And you're out trying to do something. And you can't do it. Because he told his disciples, don't you leave out of that upper room. (laughs) Not until you endued with power from on high. Because you're going to face some demons. You're going to face some situations where you ain't going to have more than enough. But I have given you through the power of the Holy Ghost everything that you... Y'all, let me tell you something. Thank you, Jesus. Go with me to Romans. Come on now, turn with me to Romans. Let's hear what Paul's saying to the Romans. I want you to catch it. (laughs) Romans chapter 8, girl. 
And Darlene had to Greg or somebody put, oh, Lord. Romans chapter 8. Listen at this right here. Thank you, Jesus. I know it's here. Verse 11. Listen at this, y'all. I want you to listen carefully. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Stop right there. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you. Can I ask you a question? Is that spirit of God dwelling in you? Is he? For real, y'all? Really? Really? If he is, this is what's supposed to happen. He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwell in you. Do you know what quicken means? It means to make alive. That means that whatever's going on with your body, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, y'all, come on, that was the power of the Holy Ghost, shall quicken your mortal body. So tell me why our bodies are not made alive. Because we don't believe we have the same spirit. That's that power of the Holy Ghost. So whatever is going on with your body, you're supposed to command your body in the name of Jesus to be healed. And the power of God supposed to be released through you from whatever is going on with your body supposed to obey the word. Something's wrong. Can y'all imagine resurrection power? Being on the, we're the temple apostle. He had the audacity to put an atomic bomb on the inside. It's bigger than an atomic bomb. On the inside of us. And we got the audacity to act like we don't have nothing. We don't know what we have. Because when we know what we have, we'll quit whimpering. We'll quit complaining. And we'll let the power of God that's in us flow through us. See, this is why spirit, soul, and body. The body is going to only do what the middle man tell it to do. The soul have to receive from the spirit. But if the soul is acting whack and hasn't been renewed, guess what? He's, he or she is not going to receive from the spirit man. Because the soul thinks he or she is okay. That's your mind, your will, and your emotion. But when the soul connects to the spirit, there's a release. Oh, y'all. There's a release that comes from the spirit and the body starts straightening up. Because that body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. But if that body don't know who he represents, then he's going to act like the soul tell him to act because he's the middle man. But the more I renew my mind, my body going to live like the spirit of the living God. My body going to talk like the spirit of the living God. The more you get in the word, that's what you're going to react to more. Saints, we shouldn't have all this confusion in the body of Christ. Because the Bible says God is not about confusion. He's about peace. See, everywhere Jesus went, he brought peace. Guess what, y'all? He's showing me this. Y'all remember they were on the boat and there was a storm. All these disciples, the ones that had been with Jesus for I don't know how long, and Jesus had a nerve. Y'all believe this. The word went to sleep. I got something for you, though. The word went to sleep. 
Is it worth sleeping in? The word sleeping. Storm come <laughs> in our lives. We running around. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. What am I do, Jesus? They're going to turn the lights out, Jesus. I don't know what to do, Jesus. I just don't know what to do, Jesus. Jesus. We're doing a little something. Calling on Jesus, right? And all of a sudden, Jesus, don't you care? Don't you care them Duke people going to turn out my light? Wait a minute. No, it ain't Duke. It's Fort County. They're going to turn out my light, Jesus. Don't you care that we're going to be in the dark, Jesus? So they're waking up the word. And when the word wake up, guess what the word says? Some of you hear it. Daddy, you know why you hear it faintly? You ain't been in it long enough. But the ones that's been in it a long time, and they planted the word on the inside of them. When the storm comes, the Holy Spirit is reminding you what the word has said to you. The Lord is your shepherd. You shall not want. You have abundance and no lack. He gives seed to the sower. He gives bread to the eater. You already got it. Use what you have. Start decreeing and declaring what I have already given you. And you start rising up. See, that's when the Holy Spirit begins to flow. See, that's why we have the well, which represents salvation. But guess what? We need some rivers now. Those rivers, they come out of you and they go in all directions. See, that's what we need. We need that river constantly flowing. How can my river constantly flow? I got to stay full of the Spirit. How do I stay full of the Spirit? He go to Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammad. He go, you start praying in tongues. Every day you start praying in tongues. It gives you a refreshing. It gives you a renewing. It gives you faith that will reach above your situation. It gives you that start of saying, I can, because I know he will do exactly what he said. It helps you to rise up. Even though you're looking at the situation, you know what God said. God, you don't lie. So God, I'm going to hold on to what you said because I know you got to hasten your word to perform it. You begin to use that authority that has been given unto you. So Jesus told his disciples, y'all know that some of them use SMH. I believe he shook his head and said, oh ye of little faith, where did you doubt? I'm right here on this boat, and you hollering, throwing water off this boat. <laughs> That's what we do. He right here in us. Situations come up. Oh, can he say nothing bad at people? Y'all know people get mad at you when they're in pain. That's when they cuss you out. <laughs> Have y'all noticed that? When, come on now. Don't mess with nobody with a headache. Don't mess with them. Their head pounding, and you asking them one little simple thing. Will you just leave me alone? <laughs> That demons show up. <laughs> just, cl just close the door. Close the door. And I advise you, don't come back in there. 
I'll call you if I need you. Want me to pray for you? No. Is that true? No. Leave me alone. Just leave me alone and go get them Tylenol. That's what you do now. Then we go to church. God is a healer. He healed me last night. And your husband looking at you like. He healed me. I clearly healed me. And the husband said, no, that bottle of Tylenol you took. That's what did it. And then when nighttime come, the pain come back. Bring me that Tylenol. Now the Lord is good. He worked through medicine now. I got something to tell you. I'm not advising you not to take it, but he don't need man-made stuff because he's resurrection power. And if he's resurrection power, he don't use man-made stuff to mess up his organs and his tissues and everything that he created. Didn't you know? See, man-made stuff warn you. It mess with your liver, <laughs> mess with your pancreas, and then you hold it up and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm going to take it by faith. Don't touch the liver. Don't touch the pancreas. You know what I need. <laughs> Don't we do it? Don't we do it? But we got resurrection power in us, y'all. And the more we depend on the resurrection power, we're going to forget about what we have and we're going to look to him. That's why Peter said, y'all know what Peter said. He said, look on us. He didn't say, look on that, that, or that, did he? Maybe they took that out of the Bible. You're right. He said, look on us. They were everything that that man needed. It was in them. And when that man focused on them, Peter said, in the name of Jesus, rise up. Peter grabbed him. He was so sure that he was going to rise up that he just grabbed him by his right hand. And he lifted him up. And that man was leaping. He was shouting because he got healed. And it was the name of Jesus that done it. So God is saying today, the only way you can release what you have is knowing what you have. And then you got to spend time with what you have. You cannot go out there and try to cure somebody and you ain't even cured yourself through what you say. Yeah, y'all, this is ridiculous. We're going out there and trying to deliver demons and you got something resting in you that you ain't took care of in years and you trying to go out there and deliver somebody else and your husband say, the beast is getting ready to come out. He can't even sleep at night for you fussing all the time. You ain't this and you ain't that. You ain't doing nothing for me. I shouldn't even have married you. You supposed to be taking care of me when I want something. You supposed to buy why I don't have it by now. Then you get in church. God is good. He give me everything that I need. Only thing I got to do is ask him. And Sister Joanna, he'll give it to me. My husband, no. I don't have to ask him for nothing. Because God is my, then get home and fuss him out again. That's a person with bipolar. And you know what that husband needs to say? Such as I have, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus, come out of her. You talking to me? Men, you need to rise up in your authority. Don't sit in this church every Sunday and go home to a beast. You don't have to go home to a beast. Rise up in your authority and say, such as I have, I'm going to release it under you today. In the name of Jesus, come out. You know why some of us are afraid? We don't want the beast to leave. 
And this is how we come up with it. Well, they do cook for me. They do wash my clothes. They do act all right sometime. I'll leave them alone tonight. Y'all, we need to know who we are. We need to know who we belong to. And we need to start using the authority that has been given unto us. It's time out for playing church. Either we're going to be about it or we're not. When you're about him, you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose relationships. You're going to be talked about. You're going to be ridiculed. Matter of fact, they're going to throw you out the church. Because some churches don't want you acting like that up in there. Some people don't want you laying hands. And sometimes you just go in there and you just lay your hand. He tell you not to say nothing. He said just lay your hand. And after you remove the hand, the person say, the pain is gone. You are obedient to the spirit. It's the spirit flowing through you. These are not my hands. These are his hands. He want to use these hands the way he want to use these hands. He want to use these feet. The way he want to use these feet. He want to use my mouth. The way he want to use my mouth. That's why he said, let no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. Everything that come out of my mouth is supposed to be edifying. It's supposed to build up. But if everything is coming out of my mouth is like the world, who want me to come in there and say, Jesus? They're not going to receive me. And if they don't receive me, they can't receive what's in me. I'm doing this because I'm cutting titles off. People are more after a title than they're after the giver. You know why? Because it's the enemy. He want to be high and lifted up. That's why people are being put in position. Because he's using that position for him to be glorified. This is why we as the saints of God should be praying instead of talking about what man is doing. We should be praying. And how do we pray? We pray in the spirit because we don't know what's going on around us. Do you know when you're praying in the spirit, you're praying into another realm that you don't even see. And sometimes you don't understand what you're praying, but you ask the Holy Spirit, give me interpretation of that tongue. See, diverse tongues mean there's different tongues that you may not understand. That's why you need the interpretation. Because there's diverse tongues. Some things that we are praying, it's not for us to know. But God will let us know if it need to be made known. Because we're praying mysteries when we're praying in tongues. Tongues is to let us know that we have the baptism. But the gifts that's in us operates as the spirit wills. So y'all, let's quit playing church. If we're going to be for him, let's live for him. And let people know where we're from. We're from the kingdom of God. So Jesus representing the kingdom. He allowed the power of God to flow through him. So they knew he's not from around here. That's why Nicodemus said, master, I know you got to be from God. Because what you do, nobody, no man could do this. Have anybody ever told you that? I know you got to be from another mother, another father. Because what you doing, it ain't like what everybody else is doing. It's totally different. You don't even join in to what they're doing. Y'all, it's time to deny. It's time to cut off everything that's not of God. This is what blocks the flow of God in our lives. Because we got people in the way. God gave us husbands and wives. He gave us those husbands and wives not to be put above him. Because men will fail you. Women will fail you. But one that will never fail you is God. 
But one thing about God is he'll let you know what's going on in your marriage. He will show up and show out because he's not going to leave you ignorant of Satan devices. He's going to tell you if a man is dipping and tripping. You don't have to stay up all night and be peeping. You don't have to be checking phones. You don't have to be doing nothing because the Lord is going to tell you what's going on. So you're going to look at that man and say, you know what? You need to quit your creeping at night. You begin to tell them the hotel room, tell them when they pulled up, tell them what car they got out of. You won't be driving that one no more. And that man will be looking at you like you crazy. Don't y'all know that God used people to show you stuff? You can't get over on God. You can walk up to a person and you can begin to tell them everything. And then they'll say, what you say, huh? You tell them everything. Why? Because that's the spirit of God being released in you, through you. You don't have to try to think of something to tell nobody. When you open your mouth, he said, I'll speak for you. I'll speak through you. God want an open vessel. He want a vessel that's willing to say, God, here I am. Send me. And you got to drop everybody and everything in your life. Y'all, don't even make money your God, because I see money running out the door. Money run. Y'all didn't know that? Come on, put a $100 bill don't mean nothing to nobody no more. I remember when I was growing up to get a $100 bill, I thought I was a millionaire. Now you get a $100 bill, now it done ran out your hands before you can even spend it. Tell the truth, because you done looked at everything that you got to pay. Right, Sister Kim? And it's like, we can't even say thank you. Just to be honest, we can't even tell the Lord, thank you for that hundred. Now you get a thousand dollars. You say, thank you, Lord. Because it's running away. Be honest. You can't hold on to it. Sometimes you try to hold on to money. You think you got your little bank account. Then something's going to have a nerve to break down. Then they send you the bill. You're like, well, that ain't going Ain't going to Then your face is long and sad. And then you're trying to figure out how to get another thousand. But when you put him first, even when the money begin to run off, you begin to say, thank you, Lord, because you're my source. The money is not my source. And God, I thank you for giving me what I need. So I'm not going to give up on you because you're going to always have what I need. And then the joy of the Lord begin to bubble. Have the joy of the Lord ever begin to bubble up in you when you're broke? Anybody? Come on, be honest. Seem like those are the best times when you're broke, man, and when the joy is bubbling up then, ain't it? Real joy. I'm talking about real joy. It begins to bubble up when you're broke, and you're like, I ain't broke no more. But the bank broke. <laughs> Your pocketbook broke. Can't he find no change no more? It's just word broke. But you begin to glorify God and say, thank you. Come on, that's when you know that you're releasing from the kingdom. Because you know the kingdom is not going to fail you. So God is saying in order to release what you have, you got to know what you have. And in order to know what you have, you got to be taught through the word of God on what you have. Yes, we do have the anointing on the inside of us. And the Bible said we need no one to teach us. What that is saying, the Holy Spirit will teach you all things, but you're still going to be put up under fivefold. Because he's sending the fivefold to teach you. Every Sunday, God will send people to teach you. And on Tuesdays, why? Guess why he do it, y'all? This house is for people to come in that are saved to get taught to go out there. Let me say it again. This house is for people to come in that are saved so you can get the teaching and take it out of the house. It's not for you to come in here and try to run the house. 
We got people want to stay in here and run the house. Well, I need to be doing something. People need to know who I am. People need to know what I can do sometimes. I ain't the only one that can teach them. Y'all know what happened to Abiram and Nathan and Dathan? They come against Moses, the one God put in charge, and got them 250 well-known leaders. And they try to mess, who was it, Moses up? And God said, you can't touch my anointing. What's wrong with you? Moses was so sweet and so humble. Come on and bring your little lamp. Let's see which fire is accepted before God. Guess what happened? Moses said, you know what? God's going to do something that ain't never been done before. That ground going to open up, and you going down there in it. What happened? The ground <laughs> opened up, and the ones that followed them went down with them. What is God saying today? Whom are you following? What church you trying to take over? What church you trying to run? What power you using? Because it ain't God's. Because God ain't about that. He is not about division. He's not about that. He's about unity. He's about togetherness. See, we got too much church split because everybody want to build on their own. I got this. Come see what I get. I got something. You know what? We serve the same God. We got the same resurrection power on the inside. The difference is God have anointed me to root up and tear down strongholds off of God's people. Guess what? He's going to give people to help me with that anointing that he has given me. And whoever he give me, he's going to plant them in the house of the Lord. And when he plants you in the house of the Lord and you say this is where he puts you, nobody else will be moving you. Wherever God plants you, that's where you're supposed to be to help with what God has given that person. And then every joint supplies for every need that's in the house. I can't do it by myself. That's why he have things set up the way he have them set up. But guess what? When you try to go over what God is doing, you're going down. So we need to start releasing, y'all, what we have. There's a release that God want to do in the midst of his people even on today. But you need the power of the Holy Ghost in order to bring forth this release. Without his power, you don't even supposed to be ministering. You might can go out and minister some salvation, but that's far as you're going to get. But God wants some witness that Jesus did when he was walking there. I'm going to give you another one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Apollos. Apollos was up there, y'all. Apollos had some zeal. He knew the scriptures. He was fervent in the spirit. That means he was burning with the spirit. He was going through those scriptures. And guess what? He didn't have the power of God. Guess what? Was it, uh, thank you, Priscilla and Aquila. Guess what they did? They pulled him to the sacrament. And they expounded on it even the more. Because he couldn't go no farther. He thought he had it going on, y'all, because he knew the Bible. He was quoting scriptures, doing, don't y'all see so many people right behind the pulpit, quoting scriptures. But I tell you, they know that word, but they ain't got no power. So see, it needs to be power released through that word. They don't have the power. And people sitting up under them, and there's no power there. So they got to be pulled aside. I remember it was one church I went into. They invited me no more, y'all. It's okay. We went to that church. I was so shocked we went to that church, y'all. But when we walked up in there, 
um, people had left and went to the casino. <laughs> they went to gamble that day. But they left the pastor there. So that's who God wanted, really. So when we went up in the church, God had me teaching on the power of the Holy Ghost. Guess what? The pastor got the power of the Holy Ghost. That day, the power of the Holy Ghost moved in that place, and the pastor got it. Guess what? After that, it was shipwrecked. <laughs> Everything changed. I was talked about. I was ridiculed. You don't need all that. And to this day, it's still the same thing. Because she allowed the people to come back in there and tell her what she was going to do and what she wasn't going to do. So she'd rather follow people than God. So guess what? Shake the dust. Keep it moving. Many churches are not moving the way they need to move because they don't want the power to come in the church because they're afraid of the power of God. That was the first church. Had another church. We come in with the power. God said, I ain't going to receive you. And I told y'all this before, and I'm going to close. And I, the word was Matthew 10 about the power of God, about healing the sick, da, 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 da. He said, they're not going to receive you, so I want you to stand up. See, God always do stuff. He said, stand up, just shake the dust. Just tell him you're going to shake the dust. You're going to allow your peace to come back to you. I stood right here on the corner, and I did it. I said, I'm going to allow my peace to come back to me because God said, y'all not going to receive me, so I'm just going to be obedient. Went on with the word. Y'all, look, people all over the floor slain in the spirit. And I said, God, you said these people aren't going to receive me. Got back there in the cafeteria. They said, can you come to our youth conference? Can you minister at the youth conference? We need you to minister there. I said, sure, just let us know when. We'll come. Next day, that night they had a meeting on me. And they called me and said, we can't take what you got, so we don't need for you to come. I said, fine. That's okay. I ain't had no hard feelings. Then it was several years later, I went to a buffet and I'm fixing my food. The girl come up to me, are you Apostle Amanda? I'm about like Carol. Who will know? <laughs> I say, yes, ma'am. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. She said, I wasn't one of the ones that said you couldn't come. I said, huh? I forgot about it. She said, you remember you came to our church? I said, oh. I said, it's okay. She said, I just wanted you to know. <laughs> Let me tell you what's wrong. People get upset when people don't want them to come no more. I don't get upset. I just keep it moving because I'm not changing because man don't want me. I ain't there to please man. I'm there to please God. It don't matter if every door closed. God is still going to open the door that he want me to go into. So what I'm telling you is whatever I have in me that need to be released, God is going to release it where he need to have it released. He's going to release it to the hearts of those that are ready to welcome him in that house to get what he has. I don't know about y'all, but I want everything. I want everything that he has. So when I see people play in church, when I see people trying to exalt themselves more in God, I get spiritually angry because I can see right through you. And I know it ain't about him. It's about you. You're trying to get followers. You're trying to take people out of a place. And you know what I begin to do? I begin to pray. I don't talk. I begin to pray to God about that person. And then God will let you know what to do. So I'm telling you today, if there's anybody in this room that do not have the power, of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues you need it 
And if you do not want it, God is not going to use you. Some people say that's not true. Yes, it is. Because it's the word. He told them they could not even go on with their ministry until they were effectual witnesses, until they received the power from on high. People thinking, I don't need this power. You need the power to be an effectual witness. You can't just be saved. He want to use you. If you want to be a disciple, if you want to be a follower, you have to have the power of the Holy Ghost to do these miracles, to do what the word of God says he will do. You cannot do it in the flesh. Flesh, it has to be by the power of the living God. And it takes the word of God. And the more you get in the word, y'all, let me tell you something. All of a sudden, you're going to feel the spirit at the ankles. Then the more you get into it, the spirit going to move up to them knees. You're going to feel something just a shake. And then the more you get into it, see, that's why when you have people in church and you see some people just going at it, then it's going to move up to them loins. Then all of a sudden, it's going to become a river. And you're going to be able to swim in it because it's going to be flowing out. See, this is what we need in the body of Christ. Please get in your word. Please connect with the word. But those today who want the power of the Holy Ghost, it's available right now. It's up to you. Don't leave out of here without the power of the Holy Ghost because you're not going to be an effectual witness. And if you do have the power of the Holy Ghost, let me tell you, you won't be the same. You will not be the same. You will think differently. You begin to act differently. You will need want stuff latched to you that's like, hold on, thank you, Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit is telling me some of you do have the power and you still got stuff latched to you because you don't want to let go of it because you're stubborn and you're rebellious. You still holding on to your anger. You still holding on to your hurt. You still holding on to your resentment. And do you think God's going to allow you to walk up to somebody and say, you're resentful? You're better. You're angry. You need to get rid of it. The Holy Spirit is not going to flow through you like that. When you're full of that, you're blocked. That's why you got to empty yourself even before you go minister. Sometimes, y'all, I say, God, I can't even minister like this. I feel down. I feel out. I don't know what it is, but I feel like something is blocking my flow. I feel like something is blocking my connection. And this is why the atmosphere around me has to begin to change. What do I end up doing? I end up speaking in tongues. I end up praising God. I end up decreeing and declaring. And then the Holy Spirit tell me, break this bondage. See, if I didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to minister because things are going to come at you. That's why you need the power of the Holy Ghost. It's time out for playing church. It's time out for giving somebody a word and you ain't even in the word. Don't even know how to direct them to go to the word. It takes time out. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God says somebody need a time out. A time when you ain't ministering to nobody but yourself. He'll set you aside. <laughs> Teresa, come up here, please. What else? <laughs> he'll set you aside. And he'll give you a time out. Well, he just want to minister to only you. To get you prepared for what <laughs> he has. I want to be obedient. 
This is only symbolic. Read this. Can you tell what that says? Hold on to that. Because every time you go through, this is symbolic. And every time you pick this up and you take it and put it in your Bible where you have read, you're going to see this. And being that it's symbolic, you're going to say, God, I trust you more than I trust what's going on around me. And it's going to give you courage and it's going to give you hope against hope to let you know that God is still in charge. And that river that's on the inside of you, it's going to begin to bubble up and it's going to begin to spring forth coming out of your mouth and you're going to be decreeing and declaring stuff around you Teresa like never before because baby the word is nigh you even in your mouth and even in your heart the word of faith which you preach which you proclaim God said open your mouth and as you open your mouth what you have put in is going to come out and your surrounded is going to change don't be afraid of what's happening even around you God says speak those things that be not as though they were And the more you speak to that mountain and doubt not in your heart, that mountain will move. But you got to believe that the mountain has moved even before it's moved. You still focus on the mountain. God said, quit focusing on the mountain. God said, focus on me. And the more you focus on him. And as I'm looking at you, Teresa, I see him just walking up to you and just And as he touch you, you're going to know that the spirit of the Lord is surrounding you. God said, I have my angels protecting you. He said, everywhere you go, you are protected. But allow my river to flow through. It's in you already, baby. Revelation. On top of revelation, on top of revelation, baby, God has given you. He said, so I want you to use that for my glory. He said, because I show you in pictures. What I'm giving you, I allow you to see it. He said, if I allow you to see it, baby, you're already in it. He said, just do what I'm showing you. He said, when he turned the water into wine, he needed some vessels. And he had those vessels in. He said, pour the water in. And baby, as they were obedient, and this was water, they poured the water in. And guess what? When they began to pour it out, it was the best thing that they have ever drank. When you pour the word in and you allow that word to take root in you, when you open your mouth, baby, and you pour it out of you, It's going to heal. It's going to deliver. It's going to set free. God said, just obey my command. God said, sometimes one thing you have to do is walk past a pillow and brush it away. Just obey my command. And he said, as you do, change has already come. God said, I'm going to manifest my glory. Even right in front of you with your daddy. I'm going to tell you something. It's time out. For doing stuff that God ain't told us to do. We do stuff just for people to see us. Y'all, I want people to see me. I want people to see him. 
And the more you see him through me, the more you're going to want more of him, Jennifer. You're going to say, oh, I want more. I want more. Not that you don't have him on the inside of you, but you want to shut flesh down. And you want more of him to come out of you on a daily basis. So when Tyson looked at you, Jennifer, he said, I don't see you. I see the glory of God shining through you. I know you, my wife. But there is something that's different, baby, about you today. And I know it has to be him. Because you don't look the same. You don't act the same. I know. Stand up, baby. Oh. I'm going to tell you something. He's fallen. He's fallen fresh. Oh, yes, Amelia. He's fallen fresh. He's fallen. Oh, yes, he is. Monica? He's resting. Fall fresh on me, Athea. He's fallen. Oh, yes, he is. <laughs> oh, yes. It's such a quiet and a peaceful sound. He's falling. He's in the room. Come on, just invite him. Just invite him. Invite him.
There's healing in that name. Y'all, I don't take the name lightly. So as I say, no matter what's going on with you in this room, when I say in the name of Jesus, be healed. It's done. It's done because it's healing in that name. So no matter where you hurting at, pain have to bow down in Jesus' name. Diseases and sickness have to bow down in Jesus' name. It has to go. Why? Because that name carries weight. Demons tremble at the name of Jesus. So if there's anybody that need to be delivered, deliverance is in the house. Because the name of Jesus is in this house. So we thank you, Father, that there is no name that's above that name. We command poverty to bow down. In the name of Jesus. And we lose prosperity. In this house. Such as I have. I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus. Rise up. In Jesus name. God we give you glory. We give you honor. And we give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 Uh-uh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Your praise shall not be hindered. God, we thank you that hallelujah is the highest praise. Oh, the blood, the blood of Jesus. Oh, we thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God, we give you glory right now in the name Hallelujah. of Jesus. God, we thank you that every oppressive Hallelujah. spirit in the name of Jesus go. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. God, I give you glory. I give you honor and I give you praise. Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit of the living God. Of the living God. Every 
way he coming but we know he's here hallelujah hallelujah (laughs) darling stand up for me move forward just a little come on come on come on come now hold your arms up and say i rest in you thank you for the peace of God. Oh, y'all, God's peace. And Daquan, God's rest. Guess what? It's in you. That's why you can rest in him. You can rest in him, baby, when the money look funny. You can rest in him when you don't know which direction you should go in. The only thing he wants you to do And it's such a quiet rest. So every time you're going through something, you're going to hear rest. And as you begin to say, yes, Lord, 
The peace of God is just going to rest. And guess what his peace brings? It brings the total package. It brings healing. It brings deliverance. It brings prosperity. It brings everything that you need, even in the midst of the storm. This is what I want you to see. The disciples is on a boat. And this calm while they own Father, you are worthy of all the glory and the honor. We thank you today that we can come to this river where there is living water that flows for us. If we can partake, we can drink, and we're not thirsty anymore. Lift your hands in this place. Just say, Father, saturate me with your presence. With your spirit, Lord.
Satisfy God. You are what's missing in our lives. Thank you that you fill us, you saturate us, your presence revives us, brings us alive again. Father, you are worthy of all the glory and the honor. We thank you today that we can come to this river where there is living water that flows for us. And if we can partake, we can drink, and we're not thirsty anymore. Lift your hands in this place. Just say, Father, saturate me with your presence, with your spirit, Lord. I run to the river that never runs dry, and I will drink from the water of life till my heart. Releasing what you have. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? I want to tell y'all something. That well over there in that corner, that welling, is deeper than that. When she really let go, I'm going to tell you something. The fire of God is going to unite her. It's de- she, she, I could tell she's suppressing it. She really suppressing it. When you really let go, ooh, it's a sound that's deep. Like the deep calling the deep, ain't it, child? Yes, yes. <laughs> the deep calling the deep. And Siobhan's sitting there behind, in front of him. Child, you should be on fire. Come here, Vaughn. <laughs> Guess what? He's already deposited. He's already given. The power is right there in front of you, baby. 
it's resting, it's ruling, it's abiding in Jesus' name. It ain't about Siobhan. It's all about him. He's already worked it out. Quit trying to figure it out. He's already done it. Let him do what he need to do in you and through you. You got to start rising up in what God has given you. You got to turn loose of you and let God be God. Because it's not about Siobhan. It's all about him. Release have come to your house today, baby. It has come to your house today. Baby, you got to be satisfied in him. Nobody can satisfy you but God. And when you come to that, you ain't looking for it nowhere else. You better let go, girl. Past is past. You can't bring back past. Break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. 
He's a brother in the Lord. He's a brother. And God want y'all, just like y'all got a connection, that connection still supposed to be. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, break every chain. Break every chain. To break every chain. Break every chain. Break every chain. There is power. Come on. Come on, you declare it. There is power. There is power, there is power in the name of Jesus. We know where it is to break and break every chain, break every chain, Come on, say to break every chain, break every chain, break every chain, break every chain. something that's going on. Amen, Rico. Amen, Rico. Hallelujah, Rico. Glory be to God, Rico. <laughs> we give God glory. Hallelujah. Um, excuse me, honey. Kim, stand up for a minute, baby. Right here, I want you to just walk a straight line all the way back over there. All right, she's doing well <laughs> for a moment. You know what, Kim? Girl, he's just raising you up for his glory. He's allowing you to feel his presence to let you know, Kim, I have never left you. He said, but don't quench me. See, we quench him when we don't do what he want us to do. When we feel like we need to do it our way. 
I got a word for you. I got you financially. I got you spiritually. I got you emotionally. I got you mentally. Because everything you need is in you. And the only thing you got to do is call for what's in you. Because in him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. So everything you need is in him. So when you say Jesus, everything you need is in Jesus. Isn't it so good to call on that name Jesus? Because everything is in that name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory God. There's something about that name. Y'all, the same man, the same man that healed, delivered, set free, that gave them, what, more out of two fishes and five loaves of bread is in us? Wow. Ain't that something? Girl. Oh, that's in us. And we round here acting like we ain't got nothing. Something wrong. Give me a high five. Something wrong. Something wrong. Hallelujah. Somebody catch Michelle, please. Yeah. Yeah. She's just so yielded to the presence of the Lord. She's going to start rocking in a minute. Mm-hmm. Like a rocking chair. Just one touch. That's all we need from Jesus. Just when one drop of water. Amen. You do what you need to do. Nobody don't have to mess with you. Uh, look at Jennifer back there. She's so free. Girl, you Just free. Just one touch. Hallelujah. Tyson, you free, brother. You. Whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Just one drop. Hallelujah. Y'all, in the Bible, it says that Jesus, he shouted. That he said, whosoever drink of this water shall never thirst. It was a shout coming out of him. Because he had a surety. When you drink of me. Oh, my goodness. We have a well that never runs dry. We have rivers on the inside of us that's constantly bubbling forth. Y'all, we got everything. Oh, hallelujah. One moment in your presence. One moment in your presence. Just one touch from you. Just one drop of your precious oil. Oh, 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 just one word from you. 
God's already got it. God's already taking care of it. One moment in your it presence. One moment in your presence changes everything. Just one, one touch from you, from you. Just one, one drop of your precious. Your precious soul. 